Great to hear you guys. I'm Jeff Lopes. Welcome to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. I forgot to say what I was supposed to say. Let's start this again. What, who am I? You put him on the spot there. Whenever you're <laughs> ready, man. If we yeah, can edit go. all this out. So yeah, yeah, we we'll do. start it again. Okay. All right. We're Hi, I'm Jeff. Sorry. My fault. My fault. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Lopes, podcast host, author, and entrepreneur, and a proud dad of two incredible children. I am so excited to be on the Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy that you decided to join us today. And I am thrilled to share with you my new friend, Jeff Lopes. Jeff, how are you? Amazing, brother. I'm uh, really, really happy to be here. And your audience will uh, see we got a great connection and great uh, atmosphere is going to set today. Absolutely, man. We're ready to set this place on fire. I'm ready to bring it. So folks, if you don't know who Jeff is, first of all, you need to get to know Jeff. And here's why. Jeff is an entrepreneur. He is a podcaster. He is a very proud dad, an amazing husband. He's also a coach. He does so many things. Um, and I could go on and on about Jeff and all the accomplishments he's had, but I would much rather hear, hear him tell more of his backstory for us because I've kind of told you where he is right now. But Jeff, kind of give our listeners an idea of how you got your start and what your transformation has been like over the years to get you to where you are today. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a great journey and a lot of pivots along the last uh, 25 plus years. Uh, as a 19 year old, um, I started actually what was equivalent to my second real business. I started my first business at 17 and um, I ran that for about a year and a half. And uh, at 19, I started my second business, which was in the fitness industry. I was taking fitness leadership in college, love the fitness industry, started that business. And from there, although fast forward over the next few years, um, I built brands and I pivoted and I sold them. And I exited some, some I, I, I shut down, but I've always been in the entrepreneurial space. So I've always been working myself. So for the last 25 years, I've been an entrepreneur. And in 2006, January 2006 is when I started a company, which once again, I thought I was going to build, pivot, sell, and ended up keeping that company. And fast forward to 15 years, we still have that company. It's a brand called Camoraware, where we design and manufacture boxing and martial art equipment. And until this day, we've sold a little over 300,000 pairs of gloves. We deal with about 1,800 retailers right across North America. So it's been a great brand, a great fun venture. And that has led and given me opportunity to do so many other ventures where um, nine years ago, I ventured, and there's a reason behind that, which I'll get into later. But nine years ago, I ventured into a company called True Blue Homes, where it's a vacation rental and property, um, commercial property uh, portfolio of businesses. So what we do is we do vacation rentals in the northern part of Ontario, Canada. And then we got commercial property as well. So everything is kind of the rental aspect of the business. So we ventured into that and that was more to build um, equity and actually have hard assets where when I ran the company Camorware, and I'll give you a little backstory with that. When I ran the company Camorware, where I always had that mindset where the company was doing really, really well, but 
I was still a lot of the face of the company. I was dealing with a lot of the customers and I always have that mindset. If something were to happen to me and, and, and I were to get sick or get hit by a car or anything could happen, uh, where would be the life of that company three, four months down the line? So I want to have something more hard assets. And that was more for my children's future. So I was looking at my children and, and what would be, I would leave for them one day that I'm gone. And I thought there's nothing more secure than real estate. And that's why I ventured into the real estate business. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Wow. And that's, uh, that's something that actually intrigues me. And that's probably an offline conversation about the real estate. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you, you've got this thing. Now, what, what I'm curious is, so you've had these businesses and you've been doing them, been very successful, starting them, some selling off a few you've kept over the years. Where does the podcast, which is called, and it's kind of over your shoulder for those of you who can see the video here, Jeff Knows Inc. show. Where did the idea for that come up? And, you know, who are you reaching with your podcast? So the whole entrepreneurial aspect of it, I mean, I love the coaching aspect. And we talked about this prior to going on air. For the last three years plus, I've taken a handful of um, close to 64 entrepreneurs under my wing and I've, and I've coached them, but I never charged a penny. I was always doing it for free. And uh, it was more of me giving back to young entrepreneurs, gym owners, stuff like that. And um, through the whole process, I really kind of, I want to say master, but I got really comfortable coaching and I got an understanding of how to coach. And in March of 2020, the world changed, as we all know. And that gave me a little bit, little more breathing room throughout my companies because I had about a two-week window where my main company, Kamora, where we wholesale the gyms, all the gyms closed down. So we were oh, like, yeah. okay, we have no business. The government shut down STAs, which is short-term accommodation, which is vacation rentals. So oh. we're like, okay, we can rent our properties now. So we had to find, we found little, I found two little loopholes in both, in both areas where I ended up um, continuing both businesses. Like the Camorra, where I ended up, a lot of people pulled back. I ended up putting a lot more money towards marketing and I went B2C. I went direct to online. Yes. And, and then, and we really tried to focus on the fitness aspect. We knew people were training at home. They needed more equipment to train at home. So we really focused on that. And then with the vacation rentals, what I did is I found a little loophole in the system where the government had announced if somebody has been misplaced from their home, whether it's their homes being under renovations, they've been, there's an exterminator, whatever the reason is, by law, we're allowed to take them. So I found that little loophole and I utilized hmm. it to my benefit as much as I possibly could to keep the rentals going through the whole process. And, and in that process, I had a little breathing room and there's a few things, like I said, I wanted really to focus on and the coaching aspect, even though I don't believe a certification for a coach really means anything. Either you know how to coach or you don't, because there's a lot of fake coaches out there. And I think we both could realize yes. that very quickly. <laughs> so, but I said, you know what? I think it'll make people feel a little more comfortable. So I, I, I dove into an, an international certification. I got my NLP and my uh, life coach. It took me about nine months to process that. Mm -hmm. Um Fatherhood is something I've really studied and, and had a passion for for the last 12 years. And, and with my entrepreneurial side, my fatherhood side, everything I've learned, the skills, the tools, I took pen and paper. I started writing a book, which you, you have right there. It's called, I do right here, folks. See, it's called Entrepreneur Dad. And uh, so I took pen and paper. I focused on writing that. So I gave myself from March till essentially January. I said, in that process, I had a whole bunch of goals. One is to write a book. Two is to get certified as a coach. Um, three is to build a coaching platform for entrepreneurial dads, which I built. Um, fourth was 
I needed to brand myself. And I thought, how mm. am I going to brand myself? And, and I thought the easiest way to brand yourself and to build a network is a podcast. So I said, let's start a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we started in actual April and we're up to 106 episodes pre-recorded since April. Nice. And, and the amount of networking, the amount of individuals that I've met that are either in my field or just people that I could really build real strong relationships with that have the same like-mindedness, the same, the same goals, the same levels. It's, it's people essentially who you want to surround yourself with. Yep. People like yourself. So it's just, it's been such a great journey of meeting incredible individuals, great dads, great entrepreneurs. And and like I said, it's it's allowed me to brand myself. So I went from like, I think it was like three, four hundred followers on Instagram to past thirty thousand followers. It's been a, a journey of just branding myself and the podcast. Like I said, I had a mindset from day one with the podcast was essentially brand network. I didn't want to monetize on it. I didn't want anything else with it. So I focused on what I wanted to get out of it. And I did get out of it what I wanted. And it's become kind of kind of like a little passion project because I really, I love having these conversations with people like yourself, right? So that is essentially where everything kind of came together in the last 11 months or so. Perfect. Well, I know one of the guests you've had on your show, it was the very first guest on this show, Anthony Trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great gentleman. Yeah. Oh, love Anthony to death. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And of course, we have another mutual friend. Brian Bogert has been a guest yeah. on this show as well. So yeah. amazing, amazing guy. But it's, it's, it's crazy how the last 11, 12 months has really made individuals that are willing to get themselves out there and network how small the world really is. Yeah, well, yes. And and how many individuals in this field that are legit legit coaches or good men or good entrepreneurs or good just people in general how they all want to help each other right and network and build and grow together so it's it's been it's been a yeah, incredible last 11 12 months so uh, all all positive stuff happened oh for sure now you opened up the door to this whole idea of networking so i want to kind of take that road for just a minute Hundred percent. And I want I want to introduce something. It's something I've talked a little bit about on this particular podcast. And folks, I just want to let you know ahead of time this subject matter. I'm going to do a separate solo episode on this. I want to talk about Clubhouse for just a minute. Yeah. Because essentially, Jeff, that's how we met. Yeah. Was through Clubhouse. And so I want to know. Tell me more about not just your impressions of Clubhouse, but what is it doing for you right now? How is it helping you? contribute to the conversations that you want to be a part of. Tell us more about that. So I'm going to have a little different angle here. I'm going to, throw, I'm going to, throw, I'm going to probably throw you a little curveball here. No, so when I, I love first, it. Bring it, man. When I first started Clubhouse, I had a great mindset with it. It was all about the first two, three weeks, meeting gentlemen like you, meeting others, so many people networking. But I find with Clubhouse is people are wasting their time and I'm, and I'm realizing a lot of, there are a lot. Yes. That are, doing are that. on there for five, six, seven, eight hours a day. And they're claiming to have these successful businesses. If you're on clubhouse for seven, eight hours a day, you don't have a successful business. Thank you. Been saying that. Thank okay. you. That's first. Second is a lot of people on clubhouse are now, if you go to all these houses, they're all millionaire houses and millionaire rooms. And are they really millionaires? Are they really truly businessmen? So I'm reading a lot of the profiles and I'm seeing guys that are putting on their profiles that, oh, that I, and I know them on a personal basis. And they're like, oh, I just exited a $2 billion company. And I'm like, you, you run a, 
I'm being very honest here. You run a you run a, 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 a lawn and garden brand. Like it's just I'm looking at a lot of these things and I'm finding a lot of it is being fake. And to be honest, in the last three four weeks, I've really pushed away from clubhouse because I'm finding it is there's a lot of I would say a lot of stuff hidden behind the curtains. I know it's the easiest way to describe it. So yeah. there's not a lot of open honesty with Clubhouse right now. And I'm finding that everybody is using it more of a personal game than an actual business game. So if you're going there with a very specific purpose mm-hmm. and you are aligning a certain time and energy towards that purpose, believe me, it's a great tool. Yeah. And, and what I did was I was running two Clubhouse's rooms. One, and I would run them myself. So one would be, uh, entrepreneurial um, breakfast on a Saturday morning. And the second would be with, um, I would, my partner in crime there, Brian Ward from data podcast, which yeah, you know yeah. well, mm-hmm. well. So we were doing our um, Sunday dad talk. Yeah. And um, so I found two which things, is, which One, is great by the way, that Sunday dad talk is great. So we've actually switched that. I actually t- sat the, I sat there one day with Brian. I'm like, Brian, I go, we're, we're running dad talk on a Sunday. And I go, Sunday's usually family time. I mean, are we c- contradicting what we're doing? And so we've actually switched it now. So we do a Friday afternoon dad talk. It's one hour mm-hmm. in and out. As soon as that hour is done, we're done. No more okay. after tw- 20 minutes to no hands raised. We're done with that. And I'm very specific how we run it. And then the entrepreneurial one, I found that I was up there for an hour and it was just people raising their hand to brag about their business. And it was just, mm. I felt like there's nothing I was getting out of it. At least with the dad talk, I feel like I'm I'm helping dads. We're talking, we're having open right. conversations. So I appreciate that. I suppose so we'll keep that one going. But the entrepreneurial one, I actually pulled away from already. Mm. So I'm on, on, I'm on clubhouse at this moment one hour a week for just helping dads that's all i want to do and um but like i said if you're going on clubhouse and you're utilizing it for a very specific niche or need or want and you're very targeted to what you're doing you're not getting lost in the rooms mm-hmm. fantastic it'd be a great tool but you have to be very specific of how you're using utilizing it oh i i couldn't agree more with you jeff um that you're right there are far too many people who are Okay, the people who come up with these apps, let alone with the AI that goes behind it, they know what they're doing. They're, they know how to reel people in. I mean, they're, yeah. not, they're not stupid. They're smart people. Yeah. And so getting people to stay on there for you know hours and hours on end, they know what they're doing. But I will say this. Uh, but this is because for someone like me, like, traditional forms of advertising have never worked on me. I am not swayed by stuff like that because I do my own research. I make up my own mind about stuff. And so for me in clubhouse, I do exactly what you're saying. I am extremely targeted in what I do. I don't go into every room. I get pinged all the time and I ignore 98% of them. Yeah. Just because I, I don't have time. I'm usually in the middle of something when I'm getting pinged in and that's okay. I mean, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards someone who's doing that. I mean, if they're no. pinging me in, they think it's important and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, but there course. are certain things I do pay attention to. One, I am the number two person in this room. It is a room about coaching, but it's for coaches. It's for coaches who coach. And so, and, and I love the room. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's not gigantic. Which again, yeah. it's really easy. If you get in those gigantic rooms, you get lost. And I don't want to be lost in rooms like that at all. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But, but we do some amazing things on there. And, and offline, I'll, if you're interested, I'll send you a link just so you can check it out. 
for yeah, hundred percent. But uh, but it's fun, and we're we're very targeted in our times. You know, it's it's a, it's a little bit longer. We do it for three hours, but um, oh, and we fill it up. Trust me, we do. Yeah, yeah. we fill it up. But uh, anyhow, so uh, you I, do it once. You do it once a week. Once a week, it's on Saturdays. Uh, it's east. It's two to five p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so depending upon where you are, yeah, you yeah, adjust accordingly. I'm in the Central Time Zone, but for me, it's one to four. But same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so cool. yeah, it's 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 a really good room. I, yeah, as long I, as I, you're like I said, as long as you're targeting, you have a purpose there, and and you're getting some form of benefit, or you're benefiting others, then it's a great tool. It's just yeah. with these people that get lost, and and it's like I'll I'll see my phone, and it's like eight in the morning. You see, it's the regulars. They're all the rooms are all circulating or popping up, and then you'll go look <laughs> at three, two, and two in the afternoon, one in the afternoon. There is guys, and I know this, John. That are they have two or three cell phones that's just to be in two or three different rooms at once. Oh, I know. It's that's insane to me. True. There's people that there's people that do that right now. Oh yeah. Oh, I know it. I I I know a couple of them that do that. Yeah. And I, I for the life of me, I can't understand why. No, no, I don't. I mean, truly, I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, are they trying to get a higher purpose out of it? Are they trying to network? They're trying to brand themselves. There, it's mm-hmm. it's been a great branding tool for a lot of people that didn't have a social yeah. presence on Instagram because it's allowed. I mean, reality is, is when somebody usually follows you on on Clubhouse, they're most likely going to follow you on Instagram. So you're getting the benefit from that aspect, but you have to know how to utilize the benefit and how to build relationships with the benefit. And very very specific, if if our time is very crucial, those relationships are they going to be valid to our growth? Like like when I network you. We're going to each other's podcasts. We have a very a lot of similarities. We're both dads. We're very we are very passionate about a lot of things. So there's a lot of things that we could probably do in the future and just in general, just be friends. There's right. a there's a relationship to be built, but I'm very specific of who I build those relationships with. Yeah. It goes back to what we talked to before going on air or time, right? How mm. do you value your time and 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 is is are you looking at time as a currency, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you have issues, right? Especially oh, when we sure. get into our ages where <laughs> You want to make sure we have uh, we understand the value of time, right? Oh, absolutely. And and for you listeners, part of our earlier conversation before we press record, which you know I'm kicking myself for not having done it sooner, um, is that how crucially important it is to you to learn how to effectively use the word no. Yeah, it is okay to turn down opportunities because. I think far too many people, Jeff, this is my opinion, but I think it's fairly well-grounded. I think the people who tend to say yes to almost everything, they don't know themselves well enough. That's why they say yes so often. When you know who you are and what you're about, what your purpose is, the direction that you're headed, when you know that, it is much easier to say no, because if it doesn't fit with that, it's a no. Yeah. It's, you know, no hard feelings, not being mean about it. It just, it doesn't fit. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. You know, and I've had to say that to people before, you know, and I've had people get upset about it. And it's like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not saying this with malice in my heart at yeah. all. I said, but you need to understand that's just not the direction I'm headed. But often what I do, Jeff, because I'm a nice guy. And I also, like you, have been in business for a very long time. I know a lot of people. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to leave you empty handed. See, that's the wrong way to approach it. When you tell somebody no, you just leave them, that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. What you can do, what I think is very helpful to do, is to say, look, I might not be the right person for you, but let me point you over here to this person. I know this guy or this gal Yeah. and connect that. 
every time I do that, Jeff, people come back and thank me every single time yeah, because they yeah. knew I cared about them and what would help them. And I wasn't concerned about me. Yeah. And that, and that is, a, that, that rebounds back to the importance of, of networking, right? And, and right. when you're networking, sometimes that network you're building is not for you, <laughs> but you're building that network because later on in life, you might be able to fulfill the, their, that person's business needs with somebody else's wants, right? So the networking aspect is always important because you're just building this database of just incredible entrepreneurs or incredible people that eventually you'll utilize and interconnect and, and kind of like spiderweb together eventually yeah. over time. And, and that happens naturally over the years, right? Absolutely. It does. All right. I'm going to change gears a little bit on you. want to go back and talk about your book for just a minute. hundred percent. You find, first of all, folks, for those of you who are seeing this via video, I want to show you something that Jeff did in his book, which I thought was brilliant, by the way, I've, I've not seen it done quite like this before. Um, I'm going to show everyone because this is what I want to talk about. This particular quote, he has an entire page for a quote, which I love. <laughs> so I want to talk about the phrase, I have to versus I get to flesh that out for us. That's essentially just a reframing of your mind. And I think a lot of ways we as humans ask questions or interact or use our language determines how we think of things. So when you're looking at something simply like I got, I got to go pick up my kids from school and just revert it and say, I get to pick up my kids from school, or I got to be home mm -hmm. for dinner. I get to be home for dinner, or I got to go, I got to go spend the weekend with my kids. No, I get to spend the weekend with my kids. When you learn how to reward certain phrases or certain sentences, and you think about it, it just puts everything in a different light. And I think that is the biggest thing. And that's something I even teach my kids of how to ask questions and how to frame certain things you're saying, because it's so important how you word things to other people. Cause every, this just in general, the way people interact and the way people reframe and take things, it just, it, it changes by just one simple word. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important for us to learn how to reframe how we word things and how we think things because just life's so short. Yes. And, 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 and having that mindset right off the bat, like I got to do this. No, you get to do this. Right. You know what? That works and still be there. <laughs> Businesses. If you've been an entrepreneur and you have a clue what you're doing, believe me, if you don't, if you don't make money today, you'll make money tomorrow. You'll figure out a way to make money. Yeah. But you know what? That, that hour, two hours or three hours of your kid, you ain't getting it back. I called the yes factor. And I put that even put in my book. Like anytime my children ask me to do anything with them, John, mm -hmm. as long as it's time wise, not financial. They're not asking me to buy something. If they're saying, dad, let's play, go play catch. Dad, let's go for a walk. Dad, let's go for a bike ride. Whatever I'm doing is dropped. Let's go. Mm -hmm. But you just don't realize how important building those little memory banks are. Oh, because all those yes. memories are just adding and adding yes, and adding yes. and adding. And those are the ones your kids are going to think of. And those are the ones your kids are going to remember one day when you're not here. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, Jeff, I... It hurts my heart that it took me so long to figure that out because it did. It took me a very long time. But once I really got a hold of the idea that what's going to stick with the kids are the memories, not the stuff you buy them. Because 100%. even though I got my kids stuff for Christmas, do you think they remember much about that? No, never. No. But they, instead of doing that, what I try to do is it's like, okay, instead of getting you stuff, you're getting time with dad. 
we're it's you get to choose what it is. So that's your Christmas present for me. We're going to do something together. We're going to go somewhere together, whatever it is. And we're going to make memories because those are going to stick with you because that's what matters. That's what, that's what's important. That's exactly what I do. And I look at, I look at two factors. I go, one is, like I said, I reward my children with time. That is very, very important. What I mean by that, if yes. they accomplish something, they do something, whether it's a grade in school, a sport accomplishment, whatever it is, I worry them with time. Okay, let's go on and let's celebrate. Let's go get an ice cream. Let's go have dinner together. Let's go, let's go do whatever they want, they get to do. And then what I do is also, I try to build memory banks throughout the year. So what I do is, because I got two kids, I'll separate them. And what I mean by that is I'll, I'll take one on a Friday, maybe one on a Thursday, and I'll pull them out of school. And I do that, do that every, mm-hmm. the last 24 months, obviously, because of homeschooling, things have been a little different. But in the past is I'll pull them out of school and I'll grab them and I'll spend the whole day with them. And we'll say, okay, oh, wow. today is CR day. Let's go do your nails. Let's go have, let's go have lunch. And those memories you're building, because now they're looking forward to them. Mm-hmm. They're looking forward to every eight weeks. Hey, it's, it's we're, we're spending a day with dad. We're going to go do whatever we want. If you want to go batting cages to eat, let's go wherever you want to go. We do. And it's just building those memories and, 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 and getting him to understand that quality time is so important with one-on-one. Right. And I try to get my wife to do the same with them. So we have separate times. My wife has her time. I have a time and we separate the kids. So they both feel equally important. Absolutely. Love that, man. Love that. So let's let's keep on that theme of relationships because clearly that's yeah. one of the big themes of this show is relationships. And uh, just to reset the premise for everyone, for the podcast in general, we're here to serve men, to help men improve their most significant relationships at home so they can do better in their business relationships. Now, with that backdrop, Jeff, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing to improve your relationships at home so you can do better, not only in business, but with the relationships you make in the business world. I mean, it all goes through the one simple word. And this way I try to live my whole life is be authentic. Okay. Be authentic. And I'll go through in detail what I do, but it be authentic where everything you do from your social media posts to the way I interact with people, the way I talk to people, the people I select to be in my life. I want to be as authentic as possible and make sure those people are as authentic as possible back to me. I think that's the first message to lead with. And with that all is I look at everything as scheduling. I mean, as an entrepreneur, we're busy. We're going to go. We're going. If you cannot focus, learn, study, and understand your schedule, you're never going to feel, and I, I know a lot of people hate the word balance, but in the end of the day, whether you use harmonization or any other day, it's a balance. It's finding a balancing act where you have enough time to keep your business at a scalable level, but at the same time too, your family, your kids, your spouse, your partner, everything, all those are balancing on the other hand and, and equally fulfilled. So what I do is I look at my schedule every month and I look at my children's calendar. I look at my wife's calendar and I build my calendar around their calendar. Nice. There's enough. There's, we all have 24 hours in a day. It's just how do you want to utilize them? And sometimes there's sacrifices where I'm up at 4.30 every morning. I don't like getting up at 4.30. You hear a lot of my peers where I'm up at 4.30. I conquer the day. I don't like getting up at 4.30, but I realize if I sacrifice myself to get up at 4.30, it's going to allow me those extra three, four hours so I could call it to three to seven. So I could be home every day from three to seven and have dinner with my kids and sit down, have a meal and go for a bike ride. And today I'm going to, if the weather keeps holding up, we're going to go at the park with my son and play catch. Like being able to have that time to do those things, I know I had to sacrifice something else. So the first thing I would say is, is mastering your schedule and understanding your schedule to the point where you 
have it down packed that everything else will fit in perfectly around your family time and your, and your spouse time. Cause if you don't find that time at home, things mm-hmm. fall apart very quickly. Oh yeah. Very, 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 very quickly. Right. Oh, yeah, they do. So you have to realize that I've been married now going on to 18 years. My, my daughter's 14, my son's 12. Yay. And the last 12 years, um, I'll give you a little rundown story is, is in, and you know, a little history of it. It's, it's been a journey with my son, right? Mm-hmm. My son was born, um, 2008 and when he was born i'll give you a little cole's note we almost lost him and my wife the same night that he was he was born at 31 weeks old we went through the last the first four months of his life as sick as we almost lost him three or four times through the process and we had given a diagnosis that he would be most likely confined to a wheelchair because his brain was so damaged when he was born Mm -hmm. and he was diagnosed with cp cerebral palsy so i went on a mission for 12 years to take him from impossible wheelchair to AFO to braces to now he's getting ready to run his first marathon. And it was been a journey where That's I awesome. realized that my time at home was crucial in order to get him to that process. So yeah. putting your priorities in, in sequence and understanding where your priorities land and then being authentic all the way through, just being real and, and, and knowing once again, it goes back to the, one of the first conversation we had today, time, where and how to manage your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. Um, one of the things that I, I want to talk a little bit about, and you you highlighted it earlier, but I want to go a little bit deeper on 100%. it, is your new course. So Man's Purpose is yeah. what you call it. So flesh that out a little bit for us. And for those who, after hearing that, are like, hey, that sounds like something that that's me. I need to be a part of that. Let us know how we can join you in that. Yeah, I appreciate that, John. So the whole idea with the man's purpose and why I started the whole process was, like I said, for the last 12 years, I realized I needed to understand how to be a good father. I needed to understand the little tools, how to build memories, how to how to separate time, how to study my schedule. So I literally dove in the last 12 years and really read a lot, fulfilled a lot asked a lot of questions to other successful mm-hmm. dads. And I learned as much as I possibly could over the last 12 years. And the last 25 years of entrepreneur, I've learned the ups and downs. We always have good, we have bads, but I've really taken that all. And when I actually started the whole podcast, so the man's purpose, it took about a couple of months to really, really understand the process of that. So in March, when I started, when I started putting the whole podcast together, I started interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs. I was getting the same thing. I was getting these young entrepreneurs. They're very successful, have these massive followings. And they're all saying the same thing where they had this comeback story. They had such a bad relationship with their dad and they had to prove a point. And that's why they were so successful. Yeah. And I was like, well, they would always ask me the same thing. They're like, Jeff, you're so successful. Like what, what kind of relationship you have with your dad? I'm like, I had a great relationship with my dad. Like, you know, so it was, it was one of those things were really triggered in my mind where I thought a lot of entrepreneurs needed to learn these tools to be better dads, more present dads. When I mean present, not sitting in the same room with your kid, and right. looking at your phone, but being present in the way we're interacting and engaged. doing things yeah. and engaged, right? So I said, I'm going to create a platform where I could help the masses. And when the whole idea with this platform was I was seeing, especially through 2020, a lot of small businesses really struggling because yeah. they didn't know how to pivot. And that's my, that's my expertise is branding and pivoting a business. So I was looking at them like, okay, I got to find a way to be able to help these small business owners, but at the same time, help them as dads. So I created mm-hmm. a man's purpose, which is a platform for entrepreneurial dads that need to find And once again, that word, that balance between both, but at the same time too, you want to scale your business. So I'm going to be able to, in this program, 
help you with branding, with marketing, whatever your business needs. I'll give you as much advice as I possibly can. And once again, through my network, if I can't help you, I'm sure I could find something to help you. So yeah. what we do is we meet once a week as a group and, and you come together with all your questions from business to father. And we, just, as a group, we discuss it and I answer them. I try to help you as much as I possibly could. And, and then one thing with entrepreneurs is the accountability. I think a lot of entrepreneurs set their goals, but they're not accountable on a weekly basis to obtaining their goals. So we created an on-track program. We've got five simple questions you got to answer every single week once we set your goals at the beginning. And what we do with those was we actually monitor to make sure you're obtaining your goals. And then I like people just writing stuff. So we have a reflection journal. So you just write how you felt that week. As a dad, as an entrepreneur, you just write it all down. So we do this on a weekly basis. And I put it for a price point that I don't want people to stress out, especially small business owners have all struggled throughout 2020. We're right. doing it at 47 bucks Canadian, which is like 35 bucks American a month. Oh and you're God. getting coached once a week. And, and, and you're getting a ton of value out of it. Cause like I said, I want to be able to help as thousands and thousands of dads over the next few years. Yeah. And uh, so I created the platform. You could actually go visit Jeffrey Lopes, J F F R E Y L O P S.com. And that's where you can read a little more information on. If you have any questions, you can email me through there as well. Fantastic. And folks, we will definitely include that in the show notes, links to all the things that we've been talking about in there today and tied in with your website, Jeff. Yeah. If folks want to contact you, it's like, Hey, I really like Jeff, but maybe, maybe I want to have that consultation that he talked about before that sort of thing. Um, how can people find you? Yeah. So, I mean, you could, I mean, my platform, I'm more or less always on is just Instagram because there's so many social networks. Swipe to Instagram. You could go right on Instagram. Find me at Jeff Lopes, J F F L O P S. If you follow John, you could uh, check. I'm one of his friends on there. You could find me there, but just DM me. If you have questions, DM me. Like I said, if I can't help you, I'm, I'm going to be as authentic in the roles I possibly can. And I'll make sure I pass you on to somebody that can help you. Mm. And, and just, just my goal is just to serve and help as many dads as we possibly can. Right. And, and everything too, is we could talk about is the, we, we talked about earlier. We have the clubhouse group for dads, mm -hmm. which is now is Friday at 1 PM Eastern time. Nice. which is 10, if I'm mistaken, 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time every Friday. And it's called Dad Talk. And we just have an open conversation and allow dads to come with their concerns, worries, um, issues, or great stories. And let's let it open a platform for dads to have an open dialogue together. Absolutely. Because, you know, men, we're not <laughs> particularly good at that, for the most part, about sharing stuff. I mean, I think it's, I think it's getting a lot better. It is. I agree with that. But, you know, and it's, I'm putting my dig in for our Western society here for just a minute. And so for those of you who heard this before, you can kind of tune me out, but I'm going to say it anyway, because you know how I am. <laughs> I think it stems back to when we were boys. Then when you hear phrases like boys don't cry, immediately what that says to you as a male, the whole idea of emotions and feelings is not your realm. And you're yeah. not supposed to be involved with that at all, which is garbage. All yeah. that's doing is setting us up as men for failure. Yeah. And I'm saying failure, not failing, because you guys know, I know that there's a big difference between failing and failure. Failing means you're trying and you're learning. Failure means you've given up hope and you're not doing anything. Yeah. That's what it sets us up for, is a life of failure. And I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in getting better. If you want to connect with people in your life, the most important people to you, whoever that happens to be, you're going to have to connect on a heart level. Have to. 
If you don't know how to do that, DM me, DM Jeff. We will help you. That's why we're here. That's part of our purpose is to help you men get better at being who you were created to be so you can love those you were meant to love. Yeah, I love that. And and how you ended off right there, that word. And I think that's a word a lot of people phrase from using on a regular basis is love. Like I, I mean, our kids, like they leave the house. I see in the morning, like, hey, bye T, I love you. Bye, see, pick them up in the morning, pick them up from school. I'm on my way to you. See you in a bit. I'll be there. I love you. Bye. Like making that part of your vocabulary with yes. your family and making it a regular thing that you're saying every day and making sure that you're not forgetting to say that to your parents, to your friends, to your loved ones, because it just it shows the appreciation, right? So simple stuff like that is where, how we use our language and how we use our dialogue is, is, is massive, right? Oh my gosh. So massive. So massive. All right. Well, Jeff, we're coming up to wrap up time here and I have a final four that I give everybody. <laughs> Final four. And so um, I want to give you an opportunity to share any final thoughts that you have with the, with the men who listen or the ladies who love the men in their lives. What are some final thoughts that you have for the, or even the entrepreneurs who are listening? Because this show is definitely for men and for entrepreneurs both. I mean, when you're looking at entrepreneurs, I mean, the, I always tell everybody, and this is simple and you hear it all the time. And I think people seem to dismiss it is follow your passion. Find something you truly feel every Monday morning when you're getting out of bed. This is a great day. Mm-hmm. And you found your passion. Once you have passion, you'll find your purpose. Once you have your purpose, you're going to be brilliant to succeed at it. So find something that you truly love doing. And believe me, you'll be successful at it. And it might take a month, might take two months, might three months. Just hang in there and be and, and, and follow the course. So as an entrepreneur, just, just like I said, and when it comes to business is learning how to pivot. Don't be scared to try to get ahead of the market and be different from everybody else. Lead the way as an entrepreneur. Don't just always follow. And there's nothing wrong with taking ideas and, and thoughts from other entrepreneurs or other businesses and making your own, but lead the way. Don't be scared to make change. And as a dad, just be present. Just be a present person and don't be scared to show your emotion and don't be scared to be vulnerable. The minute you could open up and be vulnerable, be honest, be authentic, and 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 be open to tell somebody you love them, you're, you're going to be great and you're going to be a great dad. And understand that we're always, all of us, no matter how good of a dad you think you are, you're always learning and you're always progressing and you're always going to go through bumps and ups and hills and things change. Life changes. Being always ready to understand that today might not be perfect, but there's going to be another, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be another day. And understanding that I think we're all going to get through this on a good side. All right. All right. All right. Now for our final four. All yes. Right. Very excited about this. All right. Question number one, why did God create Jeff? Essentially what's your purpose? My purpose is just, just be a, just be a leader and be a great dad. I mean, I, I want to lead by example every day. And I want, to, if, if something were to happen today, I want to be that guy that people could easily say he was always there for me mm. and always went out of his way to make sure we were okay. So I'm a provider and, 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 and a protector in a way. Love that. Love that. Thank you. All right. Question number two, what are you doing, reading, 
or listening to that's helping you grow right now? I find indirect mentoring is is probably the most important thing people could do. So I don't have one specific. I'm literally, if I hear from another entrepreneur, if I see something, whether it's a book, a podcast, I'm constantly trying to increase my knowledge. And I think the most successful people in the world are always trying to increase their knowledge, but they're not getting it from one source. You're trying to get it from any sources you possibly can. Cause I truly believe where I might listen to a podcast for an hour from somebody I don't even know. And I might take one little nugget out of there and that's going to change an aspect of my day. So being able to outsource as much knowledge as possibly and indirectly taking these mentors is massive. And I love books. I mean, I, I always say you take a book, you're, you're spending 20 bucks on a book and you're literally taking 20 years of that person's knowledge and sucking it all in for 20 bucks in a couple of weeks of your time. So I think reading is a huge part of it, but in general, just always in taking as much as you possibly can from in many different spots as you possibly can. Perfect. All right. Question number three, and it's, it's multi-part, but you'll understand why in just a minute. Yeah. What do you do for fun? What do you do for fun with your wife? And then like all of you as a family. As, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse it. So myself, fun wise, I mean, I, I I'm the type where I'm very simple. When it comes to fun, it's like putting an putting on an old movie and just relaxing. To me, fun time is is downtime. Okay, dumbing it down, downtime. When I could actually just <laughs> sit down and and just on a Sunday afternoon and just put on a movie I've seen 30, 40 million times, Rocky Four, and just watch there it and go. not having any thought process to it and just enjoying the afternoon, having my dog lie beside me. That's to be honest. I'm so busy 24 seven downtime to me is fun time. Okay. With my wife is this daytime. I mean, with my wife, we do something. Um, now the weather's getting better. We're going to get back to doing it, but we go for our, a power walk every night. Oh, nice. And every night um, when the kids start going down, we actually just go out and go for a good 30, 35 minute, nice hike around the neighborhood. And it's our time just to talk, interact, talk about our kids, talk about the day and connect on a mental level. And, and, and it just allows us to be, me and her just us and mm-hmm. i think it's so important i think a lot of people don't have those even five ten minutes of quality time where you're actually there's no phones you're listening talking communicating having that five ten twenty minutes a day of doing that away from the hustle and bustle of work life kids cooking bills just yeah. being able to focus on yourself is so important to keep the relationship going so our time and i and our and i would call it our fun time because we both truly enjoy it is just going for our power walks every night Nice. And as a family, and it's something we missed through 2020, we do usually twice a year is road trips. Oh, and I put that in my book. I think road trips are probably the most valuable thing as a family you could do. Mm. Because you there's nothing like learning how to be together, putting four people or five people in the car and driving for 15, 20 hours and the kids are throwing up. Everybody's tired. Everybody's nagging. Everybody's stopping. <laughs> Want to go to the bathroom. All those memories and people are screaming but when you get home and you sit there and think of all those memories it's probably the greatest times you'll have and i'll give you an example we went to myrtle beach from toronto to myrtle beach uh about a year ago before the pandemic and we and it, it took about we stopped on the way from toronto to myrtle beach we stopped in virginia had a night stay split up the ride we got through the next day so it wasn't too bad of a drive we were there for a week on the on the last day coming back we were we already had a hotel booked at virginia we're gonna do the same thing split our drive come back and i was like we're having so much fun here Let's spend one more night here, cancel hotel in Virginia. And I'll gun in a back 24 hour, 20 hour straight drive. Wow. So we did that. So we got up at five in the morning. I gunned it back 20 hour drive on the way home. Longest drive I ever did. My son threw up twice in the car. The car smelled like barf. We almost hit deer two, three times. But <laughs> those photos, those 
moments of us stopping the pit stops and taking pictures and laughing, those are memories you're never going to lose. No. You're going to have those memories forever. And, and as a kid, that was probably my greatest memories. And I got that from my parents, honestly, John, where my dad was a blue collar worker working at Ford Motors, worked two weeks day, two weeks night, worked like a dog, but he always blocked four weeks of his vacation time altogether in the summer. And every summer for almost, I think, 12 or 13 years, we would jump in the car and drive down to Cape Cod and we'd rent a little beach house by the beach and oh. spend three, four weeks every summer there. And that was something we did every single summer. And those road trips are memories like as a kid, those are things I told my thing. And as when our, the first road trip we did as a family was I took my kids to Cape Cod as a memory oh, cool. for that. So it's, it's one of those things. So I love road trips. I think road trips are a fantastic way of bonding and growing and building memories as a family. And, um, and I, 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 I honestly highly recommend them for anybody. Nice. And our final question. Yes. What are you most grateful for? <sighs> if you can't God, narrow there's... it to one, give me your top three. Top three. Obviously my children. Um, my parents, I'm just in family. I'd say family, health, okay. and just family is obviously number one. Health is obviously up there as well. Mm-hmm. And and just in general, just, uh, man, I, I, I'm grateful for everything, man. I'm honestly just family, health, and just overall, just, I guess, my friendships, just building relationships like we have and just, mm-hmm. and having those understandings and, and, and appreciation of life and, and building those bonds with people. So family, health, and friends, I mean, I know it's very simple, but it's just as on, honest and authentic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thanks for spending some time with us, Jeff, today, just to, to share a little bit more about you and about your heart and and your your heart for guys, specifically for entrepreneurial dads, um, because I, I throw this stat out with some frequency, and I don't know if you know it. It actually came from a study from the University of Harvard a couple of years ago. The divorce rate for entrepreneurs, do you know what it is? No. It's 65%. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. And so, and that's not my world, but from some people that I know that have PhDs in statistics, which I did not know you could get, by the way. Okay. I didn't know that either. PhD in stats <laughs> tell me that 15% increase in anything is what they call statistically significant. It's, yeah. a, it's apparently a very huge deal. So for us as entrepreneurs, we're much more likely to get divorced than the average person. Yeah. And so paying attention to our relationships, guys, so hugely important. So hugely important because part of my mission, as you all know, is to help keep men from getting divorced like I am. You can do it, guys. You can. You can get better at your relationships because as your relationships get better, everything gets better in your life. Every percent. hundred percent. just does. Yeah. It's... It, I'm not going to call it cause and effect because I don't know I have enough stats to back me up on that, but it's way more than correlation. It's way more than that. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where is, is having a strong relationship is so powerful because there's nothing like coming home. And, and I went through this and, and, I, and, and I, know, I know we're coming to an end here, but 12 years ago, before my son was born, I was really focused on being an entrepreneur. I was focused on building my brands and I had a year and a half year old daughter and a pregnant, then pregnant wife. And I was, I was, I was home maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. I would get home, have dinner, go to bed up early, go. And that was me till my son was born. And that gave me, and that was our aha moment where I need, I realized that I needed to build a strong relation with my wife for us together to be able to 
to, to continue through this process, right? And there's nothing more important than coming home and coming home to a loving, welcoming home where everybody's happy to be there. Right. Because I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and I have a lot of friends where it's like, Zach, remember we talked about prior to the reframing your mind. A lot of guys are coming home. And they're like, oh, I got to go home to my wife. She's going to nag me today or we're going to get in an argument. And it, but, but you hear that. Oh, yeah. And you're coming, you're already having that mindset before the process. Mm. So you already have that negative mindset before you actually start that process home. You already have a foot back in the door, right? And, and it's yeah. so easily to, you, you need to reframe your mind. You need to reshift how you think. You need to start understanding how important it is to focus on having a happy household because it's going to make everything else more relaxed and more eased and, and, and more, more supportful too. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And so guys, with that fantastic word from Jeff, thank you for bringing that to us because that was a great way to wrap up what we've talked about today. If you have any further questions or you want to know more about how to do what Jeff was just talking about, again, DM, DM him on Instagram. Same thing with me. Send me a message. We will get back to you and we will be there to try and help in any ways that we possibly can. So again, Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. Truly, truly appreciate it. You are a great new friend in my life. And I am so appreciative of you and the things that you're doing in the world because you are making a difference. I appreciate you and I appreciate everything you're doing as well, brother. All right. Thank you all for checking in today. Thank you for listening and or viewing what we're doing here. Don't forget the new YouTube channel is out. Be looking for this video in the very near future. So thanks for being here and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.